Amen. You guys did great with that. So the Pope has kind of come up here, and uh, he was the one riding the dinosaur. You know, the guy that looks shorter when he's riding that? Yeah, and he has a complex. He, he needs a lot of affirmation. He needs a lot of encouragement. Otherwise, he starts crying. And I know you guys don't want to see him cry. Um, hey, quick side note. This has nothing to do with the message. Uh, there's a lot of transientness on a Sunday. People are on summer vacations and stuff. I heard someone over here say, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Your hair has grown a lot. And I just want you to know that's never been spoken to me. Um, so uh, think of another way to affirm me. But that affirmation has never come my way. Um, but kids, here's what I want you to do to make sure that this guy feels so encouraged. I want you guys to stand up. All right. Stand up. That means on your feet. Well done. Okay. Now everybody go get a balloon somewhere in the crowd. Just one. Go get a balloon. Good. Stand up. Everybody got one? No. You need it in your hands. Does everybody have one? All right. Grab it by the part where you blow in. Holy moly. The hope of our nation. All right. Grab it. The part where you blow in. Are you good? Are you the part where you blow in? Right, don't blow in it. It's already tied. But come up on stage here. And Pope, have a seat on, on, the, on the floor right there. You guys, a bunch of you in the front, some of you in the back. Okay, you guys got those? Okay, huddle around Mark. Someone get a picture of this? Okay, huddle around him. Yep, he has hair to do that with, which is super cool. Okay, you guys got the blow part? Okay, on the count of three, I want each of you to hit him 20 times with your balloon. Okay, on the count of three. Ready? Three. Go. Look out for the water. Thanks, man. Woo. Woo. Wow. Oh, nice. That one was for love. Well, good morning. I thought riding a dinosaur was tough. Even though the dinosaur did all the work. All right. How's everybody doing down here? Louder. As loud as you can. Do it. Show it off. Right now. All right. Okay, so what's up? It's all good. What's up? All right. Why do we say that? Who knows why we do that? It's all good. It's all good. Why else? Okay, Taylor's right. It's because um, I want to make sure you're listening, right? Awesome. But there's another reason for it's all good. Is it all good? Yes. Is it all good? Yay! This is a full participatory thing. <laughs> Just because you're in a chair 
doesn't mean you get to be silent because I have balloons too. <laughs> Just saying. So is it all good? Yes, it is all good. It is all good, right? Even when things are bad, even when things are rough, it's all good. So today we're going to have some fun. It's the last week. It's been a blast. It's been crazy. It's been dinosaurs and robots. You know, anybody else know the robot got a lot taller and thinner this week? Isn't that cool? That was awesome. That's what happens when you're in the suit too long. Just letting you know. We're going to learn some Greek today. Who wants to learn Greek? Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to have some fun. So when I say it's all good, does anybody know what good is in Greek? The word, how it says? Anybody? Anybody? It's agathos. Say agathos. Agathos. That's Greek for good. And it's not just good like happy, like that was a, a good hamburger or a good veggie burger or a good salad. It's good even when things are bad. That God is good even when things don't really be the way we want them to be. Right? So when we say it's all good, it's all good because God's in the world and Jesus is in the world. Do you agree? Yeah. All right, let's try it. What's up? It's all good! All right, you guys are awesome. They not so much. So we're going to have a little contest. We're going to start with the adults and see how well they do. You guys get to judge them on a scale from one to ten. What's up? It's what do you think? One. One? Yeah. One more time. Adults, what's up? Yeah. Kids, show them how it's done. What's up? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. So these kids are smart. So we're going to start with just a little contest to see if everybody's been paying attention over the last five weeks. And we're going to have two teams. It's going to be dinosaurs versus robots. Kids, you are the robots, and the adults, you are, well, you know, that's just, it's a shame it works out that way, but here we are. All right, so this is how the game's going to work. I'm going to ask a question. The kids get a chance to answer it first. If they can't answer it, adults, you have a chance to steal for big points and fruit snacks or sugar babies, depending on which I randomly grab. Kids, first question. What is the first book in the Bible? Genesis. Genesis. Good job. All right. Adults, did you know that? Who knew that? All right, here. You ready? Cover your eyes. All right. Kids, what is the last book in the Bible? Revelation. Revelation. To nothing. How many days did it take God to create the world and everything in it? Adults? It's six. We rested on the seven. Adults, you rock. You're awesome. You all did sign the disclaimer when you came in, right? The liability form? Good. Good to know. All right, next question. Kids, how many of each animal did Moses put in the ark? Wrong. Adults. Noah had the ark, not Moses. All right. What day did God create humans? Is that your final answer? When did everybody? When did God create humans? 
six. Good job, man. You're just loading up. Oh, did you say that too, Max? I'm sorry. Front row. Apologize. Front row. Yeah, I'll give you guys some. Front row. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. It's not a parade. You got to stay in your seat. All right. What happens when Jesus comes back? He lives. What happened when Jesus comes back? Do you remember Pastor Alex talking about that? Who remembers what Pastor Alex said? Gideon, no cheating. You can't use your phone to get the answer. <laughs> what happens? We get a new... New earth? New name? What else? New life, heavens and earth. You guys are good. Adults, anything to add? New bodies? I'm keeping this one. I like it. I fit on every airplane. And final last question. Who knows what the word gospel means? I'll do with that. But good news, right? That's good enough. Here's a blow pop. Who's the winner, kids? You or the dinosaurs? I think the kids won. I think the robots won this one. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about the gospel. Right? And it all ties together. Remember when Mr. Dan talked about the beginning, right? Revelation and creation. And then Pastor Alex talked about what happens next. Right? The future. And then Pastor Brian talked about Jesus and how important he is in our life and how we need him and what Christianity is. And then last week we were blessed to have Alan up here from Uganda who showed us what Jesus could do in the life anywhere in the world. That was amazing. She was amazing. And there's one thread that runs through all this. And we have to grasp this, is that Jesus has a plan. God has a plan for you. God had a plan in the beginning. He has a plan for the end. He has a plan for what's happening right now. Right now, he has a plan for all of us to be part of what he is doing. God's truly writing us into his story. Everything we've talked about, everything we learned about, everything you guys do, all the songs we sing, all the goofiness we are, the fact that I get to wear flip-flops and preach, that is a miracle. That's awesome. But it's all because of what God wants to do in your lives, in your lives, in the lives of the people you know. So today we're going to talk about the gospel. What's that mean again? Good news. What's it mean? What's up? All right, make sure you're paying attention. It's the good news. So we're going to do something that makes it a little bit easier to remember. So we're going to do the gospel up here. And this is how we're going to spell it out. So that's the gospel. Everybody can see that? And we're going to go through the gospel. And we're going to make it nice and easy. And this way you can remember it. And you can tell your friends about it. Cool? Yeah, boy. Okay, you're all excited? You look really excited. It's funny that you get a lot quieter when you have suckers in your mouth. <laughs> so the first one, G. G stands for God created us to be with him. Did you know that? Mr. Dan talked about it. God made us to be with him at all times. In fact, Genesis tells us 
So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And he made us all different. And he made us all unique. And he gave us all special gifts, a different laugh. Because God wants someone special to be with him. That's the only, he's like, I want you to be with me. I love you. And he spent days with them in the garden and he walked with them. Wouldn't it be cool to walk around with God yeah. and hang out with him? Yeah. But what happened? But sin. sin, right? That's what the S stands for. We have the S, is that? Oh, that's what the O stands for. Thanks. Our sins <laughs> have separated us from God. Does that make sense? Whose sins? Everyone. Right. Just Adam and Eve, is it their fault? No. No, it's Kind of. Is it? You guys are a little bit, you can't figure this one out, can you? Do you know what Romans 3.23 says? It says, for all have sinned. So whose sin separates us from God? Our sin. My sin. Your sin. And that's, what not, that's not what God wanted, right? Is that what God wanted, Emerson? No. No, he didn't, did he? Good answer. No, he did not. God did not want us to be separated. Right? It hurts God. Sin can't be in the presence of God. Do you get that? If there's sin, it cannot be in the presence of God. Do you think that makes God sad? Yeah. It does. And the only way that we can come into God is if we don't have sins, correct? But what do you think the S stands for? Not quite yet, but good. The S stands for sins cannot be removed by good deeds. Right? Even if, even if I feed every homeless person in Boulder Valley, that doesn't get rid of my sins. Even if I'm nice to my parents and do the dishes three times a year. <laughs> That's a nice thing, right? Even if I don't make my brother eat lima beans because that's a sin to make someone eat lima beans. <laughs> There's some theological discussion around it, but I have proof. <laughs> no matter what we do, it doesn't matter. You know, the this is what Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says. Pay attention, guys. I'm watching you. It's for by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not a gift from ourselves, from yourselves. It's a gift to God, not by works so that we can't boast. We can't say that, hey, I came to church every Sunday. That gets me into heaven. That's a good thing. No, we can't, we can't say, hey, I listened the whole time to Mr. Mark so I get to go to heaven, right? That's not enough. It's not enough. We don't have the power to get ourselves into heaven. That's where God wants us, but we can't do it on our own. What do you think P is? People. People? P? P. No. P is paying the price, and this is a nice little rhyme, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. You see, we can't do it on our own, but Jesus can. 
Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, have you guys stolen any cars yet? No. None of you? None of you have stolen a car? Good. Right? Have you guys, um, you know, gone next door and stole everybody's food out of the freezer? No. So you guys don't have big sins, but you have little sins, right? And it doesn't matter. Maybe some of us have done those things. Raided our neighbor's refrigerator or stolen a car or worse. Right? But God died for you knowing that, guess what? Later in life, my guess is you guys are going to sin again. Fair enough? Fair enough? As adults, a lot of time we look and say, I've done so many bad things. Why would God die for me? As adults, we would say, there's no reason I'm not worthy. I used to have a friend that said, I'd go to church with you, but I'm afraid I'd be struck dead by lightning. And I said, I'll sit next to you. It worked out. I'm still here. But God has that power, and he paid that price for a reason, because every single one of you are worth it. Every single one of you down here are worth it. If you're watching online, you're worth it. If you're listening to the podcast, you're worth it. You're loved. From the very beginning, God said, come be with me. And he knows we're not perfect. But that's how much he loves us. Do you guys know what tetelestai means? Say it, tetelestai. A little louder, tetelestai. They didn't hear you in back, tetelestai. Do any adults know what that means? Paid in full. Paid in full. Here you go, sugar daddies. Because <laughs> that was a good answer. It means paid in full. Do you know, as Jesus hung there on the cross and he had been there for a long time and he'd been beaten up been up all night and you know what he was thinking of? You. Yes. He was thinking of you. Romans tells us the wages of sin is death. That if you sin, you're going to die. Before Adam and Eve sinned, were they going to die? Yes. What happens after they sinned? Yes. They died. They ten out of ten people die. <laughs> Except for one. Right? Do you know back in the old time before Jesus came, if you sinned it was bad enough, they'd take you out and throw racks at you till you died. Do you know every year on Passover, the same thing where Jesus was hung up on the cross, they would sacrifice animals not to get rid of the sin, but just to hold back the punishment. That's like hiding from your parents when you know you're in trouble. Like you know you broke it, and if you can hide long enough, you might get away with it because they'd probably forget, right? Am I right? Yes. Yes, this honest man. But Jesus paid that price for us. I don't deserve it. I'm the first person to tell you that. But I'm loved enough. And so are you. 
And then Jesus rode from the dead to show that not only did he have power over death, he has power over sin, and he has power over the world. Because as both Mr. Dan and Pastor Brian said, everything was made through him, by him, for him. Correct? Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. We good? What's up? It's all good. Parents, come on. <laughs> What's up? You can hide in the back row, but I look back there. I used to sit back there. I know what's going on. What do you think the E stands for? It's for life. Everyone. Everyone who trusts in him has eternal life. What does that mean? Everyone who believes in God will have eternal life. Trust God. Trust God. What does it mean to trust God? Trust him, believe him. Does anyone know what John three sixteen says? Do you remember that one? Yeah. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Did Jesus come to wipe us all out? No. No. What did he come in the world to do? To save us. You know who said that? This verse up here? John. Jesus actually said it. But good. You're right. It's in that book. Good, good reading. There you go, Emerson. He said that because it matters. And that's one reason why when we say, guys, get your Bible out, why we want you to read it so you can find all this on your own, right? Kids? So Jesus came to say that I want to save the world through you. know what else he said? He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through who? How many heard that you can get to heaven through enlightenment? Meditation. Other gods. Who have heard that? That's a lie. And I want to be honest because we live in a culture, we live in an area where it's anything goes. Whatever works for you. Any way you can get there is fine. There's multiple paths to heaven. There's one path through heaven. And where does that path run through? Jesus. Jesus. And that faith in Jesus. I got something serious to tell you guys. I'm going to use a word that your parents might not want to hear. But hell exists. It's real. Heaven's real. Hell's real. I don't know what it looks like. Some think it's, it's a fiery place. Some people think it's where everything I want in my whole life I can see but I can't get. And it just torments me. The biggest thing it is, it's the absence of God. Even if you're the worst person here on earth, God loves you and wants to save you. Even those people yesterday that did horrible things, God does love them. And because of his presence, there's some mercy. Even the worst thing in your life, God is here. Why? Because it's all good. But when we get to hell, that's gone. And I don't want to sit here and ask anybody to believe in Jesus just to save themselves from hell. That is definitely something to think about. Because as we find out, we don't know what tomorrow's going to be. 
And that's kind of scary for me as a person, as a dad, as a granddad, as a friend. That's scary. You know what the L stands for? Life. Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. How long is forever? Forever. Oh, and then I missed you. Here, there you go. There's two. It's forever, right? It's forever. John 17 says, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. This is Jesus talking the night he was going to be taken into custody. And he's saying, God, this is eternal life. Let them understand it. It's to know who you are and not just know who you are by name. But know your heart. There's some in this room I know you by name. I don't know your heart. I don't know you that well. That's sad, but true. There's some in this room I know your heart. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to know his heart. And Jesus said this because he said, I am Jesus Christ and I am the way you need to know me. You need to believe in me so you can have life everlasting. The word for life he used, another Greek word, say zoe. 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 Wouldn't have been nice if Zoe was here today. She was like all part of my sermon. <laughs> so if you're watching, repentings. Right? It means life. And it's not just eternal life. It's life right now. It's just not our physical body life. It's our spiritual life. When Jesus made this statement, he says, it is life. Holy, completely, totally. Despite what happens around you. Because you are loved beyond imagination. He wants you to be with him. Do you agree? Yes. You guys are being awesome with those balloons. <laughs> so let's show the whole thing so we can look at it. So here's the gospel. God created us, you and me, to be with him because he loves us. And he always will. There's nothing you can do to change that. However, our sin keeps us from him. And I think that makes God really sad. We can't get rid of our sins on our own. Do you agree? You have a very serious face right now. It's awesome. But Jesus knows that and he came and he died on the cross because that was part of the plan throughout the whole thing to make sure that we all have that opportunity to say, yes, I will follow you. He's not going to force us. He wants to be loved just like we're loved. And then he says, if you trust in me and you believe in me, come on over. That's all you have to do. And I'll take care of everything else. And then finally we get to have life with Jesus forever. Is that pretty cool? Yeah. I know, is that pretty cool? Yeah. yeah. Is that pretty cool? Yeah. Participatory. It's a hard word to say. Don't make me say it anymore. Just keep rolling. Participatory. So you guys have seen this. I know our fourth through sixth graders have seen this next slide because Ken taught them and they taught it to me one day even. Let's make it simple. We're on this side. God's on this side. What's blocking us from God is sin. Do you guys know this? Yes. Yes. So then what happens? Uh, 
everybody get that? Yeah. He just well, crossed his So basically, we try to do it on our own, right? And what happens? We go then we keep trying, and what happens? And we try a ladder, the ladder doesn't make it, we try a rope swing, I try parachuting, it's off the mark, it was ugly, whatever we can do. And then, and then what happens? Then Jesus comes. And he uses his cross. Yeah. And that's the bridge for us the other side. Does that make sense? This is my graphic image just to see if they're paying attention in Kent's. Ken, they're paying attention. Awesome, man. They had the ladder, the rope, everything down. <laughs> Why do you think we're spending so much time on this, guys? Because it's, it's, it's true. Absolutely. So what is the gospel? The good news. What is the good news? The good news is Jesus. What is the good news about Jesus? Jesus created us. Do you have an answer? Or are you just raising your hand? <laughs> the good news is Jesus loves us. The good news is for everybody. And I know we're having fun with the kids, but it's for everybody. I know we're having fun dressing up, running around in costumes. But the goal is that is not to put on a good show. The goal of that really isn't to make these guys laugh and have fun, even though that's a cool part of it. Would you agree? Right? The goal is that we know who God is and why God is important to us. And maybe even more importantly, why we're important to God. You see, God doesn't care what color our skin is. He doesn't care where we grew up. He doesn't care how rich we are. He doesn't care how poor we are. He doesn't care what we've done. He doesn't care what we're going to do. The only thing that God cares about is that he wants us with him. And that choice is ours and only ours. Can I ask you guys a favor? Can you put down the balloons just for a second? Just for a second. A few minutes, not a second. I know some of you count. Can you guys shut your eyes? Can everybody shut their eyes? Bow your heads. Because right now this conversation is between you and God. It's not between you and me. It's not about anything else. See, when we die and we go to heaven, God's not going to put a tick list of how many times we've served the homeless, how many times he went to church. When we stand before God, he's going to say, do you know my son? Do you believe in him? He's going to ask, do you believe my son? Jesus is the son of God. Do you believe that he died and rose for your sins? Do you believe that all you have to do is accept him and you'll be with him? Do you believe in that? Yes. That's, what, that's what he's going to ask us. So kids, I want you to think right now, if this is something you haven't done, 
If you haven't given your life and made Jesus your boss, if you believe and you know that there's time that I need to, I need to step out and say, Jesus, I've listened, I've been the church, and I want to believe. What I want you to do is just raise your hand right now. I see your hands. Keep your eyes closed. Awesome. You can put your hands down. Can you guys be quiet just for a couple more minutes? Can you do that for me? I'm going to talk to your parents and the adults and the teenagers now. Because this may be you as well. You may have been coming to church for a long time or got dragged here by a friend. You may be watching online and you don't want to go to a church, but you're curious. You may be listening. It's Holy Spirit talking to you and say, today is the day. Because if you haven't given your life to Jesus, not only do you have hell to look forward to, your life will never be as strong as it could be. Nothing compares to walking through life with God. So if that's you and you're in this room today and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. you and, and you're watching this on YouTube and again you're listening to the podcast raise your hand make that proclamation maybe there's some of you that has given your life to Jesus and you find yourself going in the opposite direction maybe there's some of you here today that, that started out strong and fizzled we've all done it we've all struggled we've all fallen so many hearts that I thank, I thank God you can't see the scars in my body. But I know that Jesus wants to pick you back up. I know he wants to carry you and I know he wants to walk with life with you. So if you need to recommit yourself today to walk with Jesus and recommit to that decision that you made, whether it be 50 years ago or three weeks ago or yesterday, I ask you to raise your hand. Be bold. Say, I'm ready to recommit. I'm ready to say, God, I'm done living the way I'm living. That I know you're right and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be humble enough to admit it and do it. I see your hands. Thank you. Thank you for being brave. There's nothing better than living a life with God. All right, you can open your eyes. I think some of you fell asleep. I'm going to ask you to be a little braver now. If you raised your hand because you want to give your life to Jesus, will you stand up for me? Kids, I know I saw a couple kids raise their hand. You want to stand up? You don't have to. Okay. If you raised your hand because you want to recommit yourself to God, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And I know that's scary, and it's not to point fingers at you, but because we want to love on you. We want to say you're worth it, and God loves you more than you'll ever know. 
we want to say that there's power and might in God. And I want you to look around because every person in this room loves you. And every person in this room has stood up before. God came here to make something beautiful. And he did. And you're all sitting here right now. We left him. And he did everything he could do to bring us back. He restored what was meant to be. How about everybody stand up so they don't feel so weird? <laughs> and so I reiterate what, what Pastor Brian said this morning. If, if you've never been baptized, man, there's not a better place to be baptized than the governor's pool. It's cool. <laughs> and there's a party. Come talk to Brian. Come talk to myself. If, if you were baptized as a small kid and you really didn't do it for the right reason, come talk to us. You guys okay? You gonna just lay there and eat your sucker, dude? Okay. So when I say, what's up? So when I say, what's up? It's all very good. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to worship. If you kids, if you want to talk to Pastor Brian about giving your life to Jesus, I want you to grab your parents, and Brian will meet you right over here. Okay? If you said, hey, I want to recommit my life to God, and I want to make this happen, I want you to walk over here and talk to Brian while we're worshiping so he can pray over you and we can talk. And if you didn't do it because you didn't want to stand up because you felt weird, but right now Holy Spirit's saying, really? I love you. Walk over. I think I can say for every person that's ever been in this church, we love you. I know God does. God, I thank you for the privilege of serving you. I thank you and I'm humbled by your love. God, today I ask that you just fill us full of your spirit that we would understand today how much you love us, that you literally die for us to keep us from harm. And God, I ask you to strengthen all of us as we recommit our lives to you, as we give our lives to you, and we make you the sole focus of every breath. May everything we do praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.